All right, so gotta okay. So, what's the difference between oral sex and anal sex? Uh, let me guess. The taste. No, one no. makes your day. The other makes your whole week. <sighs> really? This is how we're going. <laughs> this. This is. You're Welcome gone, like... back. <laughs> Welcome back. Awful. Just awful. Oh, just because you didn't get it at first doesn't mean it wasn't awful. No, I got it. You're you're slow and ugly. You just didn't get it. Oh, please. Please. (laughs) Your whole week. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, gosh. So. Yeah, welcome back. It's been what two months? Oh, it's been a lot longer than that. I think it's been like almost three because it's June. I don't oh. think I did one. Let's see, February, March, April, May. It's been almost four months. I was. I don't think I did one. In, yeah, I didn't do one. Like the last oh, one right. was in January. That's right. That's four or five right. Months. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Shiftless. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it was. It had nothing to do with. With, with suicidal levels of pain and all that other shit. Yeah, I had nothing to do with any of that. You're no, right. you're right. Yep, that's right. Shiftless. Lazy. Lazy. It was probably the worst couple months I've ever had. I wouldn't wish that pain I had on Candace Owen. That's how bad it was, dude. It was. Oh, man. I'd wish that kind of pain on Candace Owen. Uh, dude, it felt like I, mean, I had my surgery on the 9th of February. Uh-huh. The guy, the doctor sent me home like later that day, didn't even keep me, you know, for observation, whatever. So I go home and I'm okay for a few hours. And then all of a sudden my my I can't lift my legs. I was like, what the fuck? Why can't I lift my legs? So I just waited out through the night and it just got worse and worse and worse. I couldn't stand up, I couldn't lift my legs. It felt like there were midges pulling on my hamstrings and stabbing me as they were pulling on my hamstrings and there's some kind of muscle in there that was fucked up and I can't remember what it was called I've been trying to remember but I can't and uh so they called the ambulance and I went to the hospital and it took them god knows how long to get the pain to finally quiet down I spent I think four days in the hospital that first time and then uh and this was supposed to take the pain away yeah and it's made and also it's made my both my big toes feel like there's tourniquets around them and that hasn't subsided yet you know it's like it's like there's just like the circulation's been cut off but they're not swollen and not discolored or anything and then it's like uh, the nerve maybe yeah just it's just nerves nerve damage that's what it seems like and so i uh i'll knock it off you two and, and so i uh one night i'm sitting there watching tv and i and i'm like really thirsty 
And I'm like, I can't stop drinking water. I'm like, what the hell is happening? So I'm drinking water. Then I'm hungry, but I can't eat. So I fill up this little water bottle with like Sunkiss because I figured calories, you know, that's all I had. So I was like drinking Sunkiss water, pissing, Sunkiss water, pissing just all night long. And I was starting to stumble and I couldn't, uh, my vision was blurred up. And Stephanie finally came downstairs and she was like, I need to get you to the hospital. So another ambulance ride, they showed up and apparently my sugars or whatever had gone up to like 980 or something like that. That is insane. A, yeah, I was almost in a diabetic coma for some stupid reason. That is insane. When I I was diagnosed with I I was diagnosed as a diabetic at 33. Mm-hmm. And when I went in, my blood sugar was like 500, mm-hmm. and the doctor freaked out. And he's like, "Oh my god, we gotta get you, you know, we gotta get you, uh, we gotta lower these sugars, and you know, and because uh, I was, I was pre-diabetic, you know, I was if I didn't watch it and I didn't take it seriously, and uh, so I can't imagine being." 900 that is 980 it's a it's a it's a it's a it's really is a miracle you didn't pass out yeah i i was i was on the didn't lapse out for hours i just didn't black out i don't know why i didn't pass out but i didn't and i mean it was literally hours of 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 like stumbling and i couldn't think straight i didn't know what the hell was happening and uh and then over the course of like five weeks my weight went from 262 to 215 and i don't even i don't even i don't know how my weight just dropped so i would go to the hospital i spent another three or four days in there they're working on this um trying to get my sugars under control they finally do then they send me home without any real information as you remember on how what to do how to do it no which is fucking criminal which is fucking criminal i don't know the deal with your hospital because that is that is next level incompetence. Someone that was that high, and the fact that they don't send you home with like one knowledge of what you have and how to deal with it, two, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to get your sugars on. You sh- they shouldn't even let let you leave until your sugars were manageable number, yeah. and tell you how to manage them. They just okay. See you later. Is it? It's. I I really it when you told me that. It made me so angry mm-hmm. because it's it's a death sentence is what they did. Oh, I know. I I I did some research on it and I talked to my mother who's who's been a diabetic for like fifty years and she was like, yeah, you 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 could have died easily, you know, with that with very what easily, you know. So, um, we figured out what to do. We finally got all my medications and all that. The finger pricking thing was just ungodly annoying. Uh, uh, they actually i have one my insurance paid for it so i have one but the technology really isn't there. there's one where you just like you just put this monitor on you i have it i hate it mine it doesn't really it, it's it's always false reads and and stops working i'm just so done with it. i went back to the finger pricking thing at least that's reliable yeah i had one that failed on me but the others have been just fine i mean they it works just fine so i don't i love it more pricking myself but so you know i get home and go through all this rigmarole and i meet with this one lady who's a diabetic specialist and all that stuff we meet twice third time i met with her 
she asked me, she's like, well, how are your numbers? I read them off. And she was like, have you changed your diet or anything? I was like, not really. I just cut out ketchup and sunkissed. She's like, well, your numbers are really, really normal and low. What's happening? I was like, I don't know. And then the next time it was lower and lower and, and normal. And now it's been like normal for months. And she Good. can't figure she can't figure out why. I told her, I said, I think you guys honestly misdiagnosed me. I don't think I have diabetes. I think something gave gave the impression that I have it because I haven't spiked over 140 in months and I haven't really changed anything. You know, and yeah, I don't but know to what's go that, but to be that high, uh to get to nine hundred. That's not normal. No, I know, I know, I know. Someone who's not diabetic can't get that high. Uh, even she's thinking. Even she said, and my my uh, primary said, you know, you might be right. We might it might have been something with the pain and the medicines and all that combined made your body go out of whack. And you might not be diabetic. And I'm like, I don't think I am, but I'm not going to stop taking my medicine and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not right. that convinced. But I'm convinced to about a 90% certainty that I'm not diabetic. But, you know, I'll take my meds as long as they tell me to. You know, I'm not stupid. Right. But, um, and so, you know, with all of that, oh, and I was in, uh, I was in, I was on suicide watch twice. And both times they didn't need to put me in there because they don't listen to what you're saying. It's like they hear the word, suicide and they and they and then they stopped listening to everything you say after that right you know i kept telling them i was like you know the pain i was in i can't go back to that particular pain i won't make it if i if i, if I hurt like that again I, I won't live through that again but they didn't hear that say they just heard that word oh what'd you do that's outside <laughs> what did you do don't worry about me what about yourself? All right, man. You need to <laughs> need to put them put that method in drugs away. Anyway, so <laughs> so I uh so you know went through all that, all these tests, and then I had a streak at the ER from pain where the nurses and the doctors recognized me and started calling me by my first name. Well, you're you got like a frequent flyer. You got some freaking flyer miles yeah. in the hospital. Hey, Marcel, how you doing? You're you're in pain again? Oh, oh fuck! You know my name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We know your name. We know exactly <laughs> who you are. <laughs> Take your normal seat over here, and uh, we'll be with you in a little bit. Like fucking hell! They're not supposed to know me. It's the fucking <laughs> ER. There are hundreds of people that come in every day, and they know me by my face. Man. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that is some bullshit that they knew me by my face. And then uh, I was in there one night, and there was this dude. You ever seen uh, some of those uh, TV shows where they, like, ID, the ID network, where they show, like, murderers and stuff, and the actors playing them, but then they show the real person, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see why that person's a murderer. Right. You look into their eyes, you see how crazy they are. Well, I ran into a guy in the bathroom like, <laughs> that looked like that. I he had the eyes of a man who literally had people buried under his under his fucking uh under his fucking house. And I'm looking <laughs> at this dude and I was like, and I, I have it, I was using a cane. I still use a cane from time to time, but I was like, I am in no position to fight this dude. I, I can't win. And I reluctantly just walked out of the bathroom. I called the security. I said, Hey man, y'all need to come get this dude. I I, I think he's gonna do something really horrible. I think he's insane. 
And I mean, his eyes were bloodshot. He was staring right through me. He just kept staring at me. In the bathroom? Yeah, literally just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, you all right? And he just kept staring at me. And he was like shaving. So he had like the, he had like a disposable razor in his hand. I mean, I was like cautious, but only I was only cautious because I had a cane and I was limping and I'm in a lot of pain. If this has been me four or five years ago, I'd have just pissed and left. You know, right. I was like, I'm not going to worry about you. If you and me, and I was like thinking, this four or five years ago, you want to fight to the death, I'll be more than happy to. You know, I'm going to win, you're going to lose. So, whatever. <laughs> and they finally took that dude out. And I told him, I said, man, you need to call the cops. I don't trust this dude. Oh, he's just having a bad night. I was like, all right, I hope you're right. And so that was that one night. Then another night I came back, I asked for my regular emergency doctor who's helped me, helped me twice. Oh, he's busy right now. The guy in the in the baseball uh, do rag, yeah, him. Oh no, he's busy right now. Well, Tony Marcel said hi. I'll do that. They came by later. Oh uh, yeah, he says hi. I'm like fucking, what the fuck is happening to me? This is some bullshit. I Damn. know, I know, I know, I knew that dude. I met another dude from New York. We talked basketball all night. Well, I was, you know, in there waiting for my fucking pain medicine, and then they don't even give you pain medicine that really works. I mean, they give you just a bare minimum, and I keep telling these people, look, man, I'm not like everybody else. You give me the bare minimum, and it ain't going to work. Yeah, it's just not. And so they finally, on the fourth or fifth trip, realized how much to give me, and they gave it to me. And uh, so that, well, finally, good. Yeah, that good. finally worked out, you know. Um because you know how doctors are with black folks. They don't, a lot of them don't think. Yeah, they don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. They think we're fucking superhuman. Like we have special powers or something. Yeah, especially when it comes to pain. You know, that's why black women die and start, die giving childbirth. Because they don't give them pain meds. Because they don't think they're in as much pain as they say they're in. You know, I mean, so fucking Serena Williams almost died behind it. it yeah, exactly. It's either they don't believe or they just don't care. It's I think it's more that they don't believe because I, I I saw somewhere where they're actually they were actually up until maybe twenty years ago teaching medical students that black people feel pain differently, you know that our that we either feel let we feel, if you pain like less than than everybody else, they're actually teaching that in medical schools. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and and so anyway, I'm 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 fighting through all this shit and. And I don't know if I mentioned it, but the state or the, the the federal government declared me disabled. So I'm on Medicare. I'm still trying to figure out how to get my um, my uh, crippled person pass for parking, which I will abuse. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> oh, I'm going to abuse the <laughs> shit out of that thing. Man. I would be parking and not even limping out. Like, how come you're parking there? Uh, buddy, that's legal right there, Jack. That's legal. <laughs> I have been declared disabled, motherfucker. So I'm gonna park right up front. Fuck all of you. And uh, so it's just been it's just been an awful few months. I've been to the ER in about a about three weeks, which is the longest stretch since February, which is pretty good. I almost went a, about a week and a half ago. Um, also, the medicine they give me for my heart, the Berlinta, takes away my appetite, which I fucking hate. It's like I can't eat. You know, I'll just I'll make food, look at it, eat about half of it, and then the dog gets a nice treat because I'm not going to throw it away. You know, the dog gets a nice right. you know hamburger and and, and and a half potato or something, and Jeez. it's like fuck, I can't eat. This is some bullshit, and I can't sleep either. When I do sleep, if I sleep more than four hours, I can barely get out of the bed because everything is just in a knot. You know, everything hurts. Something terrible when I get up. 
I had to take a bunch of extra pain pills just to be able to walk the damn dog around the around the uh, uh, condos, you know, because she doesn't. She hasn't, that was the first time the dog been out in probably six months. You know, oh she, damn! And it's all. It's just terrible. It, it just it, it it breaks my heart when she goes out in the front yard to pee or something, and she looks out that fence, and just she'll look back at me, and I'm like, I can't walk you, baby. I, I wish I could, but I can't. You know, and she's got like mild arthritis in her back right leg, so I'm kind of leery about fetching her. I don't know if that leg will give out or not, and I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that too much. So she runs around the house. But uh, you know, it's been. Well, it's how been, old is your dog now? She'll be thirteen on her next birthday, man. The clock is the clock is ticking. Yeah. Oh, I know. I every time I look at her, I almost cry because I know it's the end. Is the end is near, man? It's. I don't. I've been lucky. I'll say this because she hasn't been sick. She's only been hurt like once, and you know, it's like. I don't know how much longer she's going to be able to run around the house, but she can still run around the house. Um, you know, she can run up and down the stairs when she wants to. So, you know, I, I just, I hope she goes in her sleep, you know, in the next three or four years, four or five, three, four or five years. I was hoping she falls asleep. <laughs> four or five? Well, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, she's a, she's a, <laughs> she's a medium to small dog. Her yeah, breed, she'll... her breed can live to be, you know, 16, 17 years old and, still be okay so you know i'm crossing uh, my fingers hoping she'll has a uh pug and he'll he's coming up on his 14th in like a month and uh he's i don't know there's a point when you have pets like that it's a point to where it's cruel to keep them around i remember uh claire my ex claire her sister had a dog that uh, probably should have been put down two years before he, he actually went down. And uh, it was like, even the doctor was like, uh, the vet was like, told her, you know, you really should let him go. He's in a lot of pain and it's constant. And she's like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's like, I don't know. So just I, just keep that in mind. Just keep I that know, in mind if I, she gets too, because I know how attached to that dog you are, and yeah. I get it. I get it. But uh, you know, some t- you know, just make sure you you're keeping her around for her, not you, <laughs> when it gets when it starts getting really bad. No, I know, and I and I I keep an eye on her. I mean, there everything every habit she's had since I've had her, she still has. Now she does get tired a little faster than before. But mm-hmm. it doesn't last long. I mean, she'll sit there and pant, and then she'll get up and run again. So she's not in any pain. She's still able to fetch and run around the house, you know, and shake her toy and run up and down the stairs. So right now, it's like I'm not concerned about anything. She still eats like, well, you know, I mean, we cut her food back because I didn't realize I was fucking killing the dog with, by feeding her so much. I, I just I didn't realize what I was doing to her because I was feeding her too much. She, she basically had stopped eating, and that's when I thought she was dying. But I didn't realize oh. that I was just making her fat, and she didn't want to eat anymore because she was too fat. And then Stephanie took over feeding her when I started getting sick, and I noticed that she started running to her dinner bowl and breakfast bowl again. I was like, what the hell happened? She's like, you dummy, you were feeding her too much. Yeah, she, she she's actually hungry. She's actually hungry now. <laughs> yeah, now she like sits there in front of her bowl like, feed me, motherfucker, I'm ready. And I'm like, this is how you used to be. Oh, I really was killing you, wasn't I? I didn't know. I mean, I 
I, I just, I just was feeding her. Cause I just, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I just, I overfed her and now I'm feeding her just right. I may I actually make her food, you know, for the week and sit on the counter. So I don't get tempted to give her more food, um, you know, by scooping it out of the thing. But, you know, she just, you know, I'm really attached to her and I know it's going to be an awful day when, when she finally, you know, crosses that rainbow bridge and it's just going to be, it's going to be, I don't, I don't know if I want to get out of bed for, for weeks. It's going to be so painful not having her around. Right. Uh, even though she's annoying as fuck and she pees on everything. But Stephanie brought up a good point about the animals. Because the animals pee on everything. I don't, I didn't know why. And she's like, because they're competing with each other with marking. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's an age thing. Cashel's uh, dog pees on everything now. And he and uh, now he wears like these doggy diapers. She just puts them on him when he's at when you know when she when it's time for her to go to bed. Because if he's she's awake, she'll just go out as much as he can. Mm. But when they get older, they just pee wherever because they just don't have you know. Well, like when you know, it's like people when they get really old and you sneeze and you just pee. That that this is like a thing that comes with age. Yeah, because uh, she didn't always do that. No, that she wasn't. Didn't. A, it's, it's just the age. See, and one of the things I've 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 done lately with her is whenever I throw her toy more than like five or six times, I immediately take her outside. Immediately, because uh-huh. it always shakes something loose. Always. Every time. Even if she just peed 10 minutes before, if I throw her toy, she's going to pee, you know, or, or crap or says we'll shake something loose. So I have to take her out immediately. Like when the maids come, as soon as the maids leave, Shia goes right outside. You know, so it's like I'm trying to fix it with that, but the cats, they're just, they just, they, they hate each other. <laughs> I mean, they don't even come within 20 feet of each other, you know, and it's just ridiculous. And Curio's at constant heat because we can't fix her. You know, I don't want her to die. I mean, she's already 13 years old. I mean, the clock's ticking on her. And every animal in this house, I think, is, is almost 13 <laughs> over. You know, they're Jeez. all gonna they're all gonna drop one after another, you know, one of these days. I mean, they're probably gonna be in the course of six months, we'll probably lose all three of them. You know, and that's just gonna be awful. But that's I've got a feeling that's how it's gonna happen, you know, because they're all really old or getting there old, you know. So, but you know, regardless, um so yeah, I just the pain has just been awful. Stephanie's a diabetic now, which I told her I said told her to stop copying me. Um Jesus. That's what I said. The Stop bro- copying me. The broken brains, man. You guys are just all messed up. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> I, I want to cancel the maid service so bad, but it's like I can't because I try to clean that kitchen and I can't do it. You know, like I I can't. Um, you know, I can barely wash the clothes. It's like everything hurts. It's like I don't it's ridiculous, dude. I, I can't even express to people how much I hurt, you know. And then uh TJ and I aren't friends anymore. I don't know if I Oh yeah, yeah. Well we knew that that dissolved before you got sick because you and I had a long talk about that. Yeah. And, and fuck that dude. He's kind of a dick. No, he's not kind of a dick. He's a complete dick. Yeah, I was I was like, dude, over a fucking shirt sweatshirt that you didn't tell me was being sold and, and like, I was like whatever dude he's not right and and uh, I mean this is uh, for people we're, we're doing a podcast so, but, but for people who don't know Marcel had this friend TJ and 20 plus, uh, 20 plus years we were friends 
And uh, well, it's kind of like Casey and I, we're no longer friends. And we were friends all going on 35 years. What happened to you two? Oh, that's a long story. But uh, you, uh, uh, to sum it up, he was just being a shitty friend. Uh, and, you know, and lying, lying about shit. It's just, it's just being a shitty friend. And I, and he would go through phases of doing that, uh-huh. you know, and then we just get through it. We'd have like a falling out and we get through it, you know, and then plow forward. But it was kind of the final straw. I'm, you know, I'm going to be 50 next month. Uh-huh. I'm a little too old to be dealing with that kind of stupid lame shit. And in honestly, his marriage to his wife, she's very toxic. She's a very toxic person. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh when they were separated, I me and other friends were like this is this is like the case that we used to know. It's like, wow, it's like it's almost like we forgot how he used to be. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like great. And then you know, he brought her back in and then you know, it and then came rules like, uh, you know, he started lying about hanging out or coming around, and it was just stupid shit. It was just like, all right, I'm I'm kind of done. But with TJ, TJ had this. Your friend TJ, or your ex friend TJ, he had this thing, like he thought he and I were, like competing, for your friendship when I didn't know we were competing. He was like that with Leroy too, and but he knew, he knew better. When it came to Leroy, I mean, he didn't, he, he, he acted up from time to time, but he knew where he stood with Leroy. Leroy was my best friend. He was my brother. He was, he was automatically my best man. He was going to be, you know, if he had to right. live, I had kids. He was going to be the first person I asked to be my godfather, my children. I mean, right. I, there was, there was, there was no question with that. And I, you know, and, and he didn't compete, try to a time to time, but he knew where he stood and you know with you i think he thought with the podcast and all that that we were you know um i guess pushing him out but how he almost he almost <laughs> lost his wife behind some of the stuff he's done i mean he just yeah he's he he's so he's a self-destructive human being he always has been and i just I, i've always tried to talk him talk to him about not being so self-destructive you know with his life and with his choices you know and he gets angry really quickly and he just makes bad decisions sometimes, you know, and I and love him. Was... I still love him like a brother, you know, and it's like, but I can't be, I can't be around him anymore. He just doesn't. He's, I just don't like him at all. I yeah, mean, I every, every, every interaction with him, when it, even when that time you guys came to my house uh, years and years ago, you guys, came, we had like an impromptu cookout at my place and you guys, oh, yeah. you, you, him, and Stephanie came. And even then, when he left, Heather was like, what was the deal with it? Yeah, he, that guy is, uh, he acts like you, uh, like you. He acts, he, he, he was like treating me like I was like uh, the other woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. Because... Every interaction with him was slightly combative. It was like, yeah. fuck that dude. Fuck him all the way. Yeah, it's like I, had, <laughs> I, had, but and the thing that pissed me off is like I had seen him through all of his through homelessness, you know, through his loss of his first marriage. You know, I was with him through a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and to be this pissed off over a fucking sweater or sweatshirt, 
Well, that just sounds like someone who's unraveled, unraveling. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't. I, I it, doesn't it. It, is, it is not even rational. I no. remember he had like some T-shirt company that yeah didn't make sense. Yeah, and, the honeycomb uh, <laughs> honeycomb LLC is I think it's what it's called. But the thing is, he wouldn't even acknowledge the fact that he didn't tell me the day it was coming out. It's like I don't follow every time you post on social media. That's you know that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and he was just pissed. I'm going to be worth the first to buy because you didn't tell me. You're supposed to tell, like, if I'm starting the company where we're selling stuff and I want you to buy something, hey, man, in five days, the shit's going on sale. Get your order ready. I'm not going at two days afterwards and go, how come you didn't buy nothing? You'd be like, I didn't know. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, that's right. I didn't tell you, did I? That's how you're supposed to be. Oh, that's right. I didn't tell you. My, my bad. Now buy something now. That's, what's, that's how it's supposed to go. But right. it didn't. You know, and it's just, it's just, it was just ridiculous that he, that he acted like that. So I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, dude. You know, and then I had to deal with, uh, with Chris and his mother dying and then his funeral, her funeral, which was, I, I, which was just awkward as hell being at his mother's funeral. I mean, everybody there was 70 and over and white. <laughs> and here I am, the only black person at the door. And Chris is telling everybody, that's my oldest friend, Marcel. That's my oldest friend, Marcel. That's my oldest friend, Marcel. As they're staring at me like, what the hell is this black guy doing here? Is he supposed to be here? Honey, honey, hold are on you, to your are back. You, are you lost? Are yeah. you lost, young man? Yeah, hold on, to your, <laughs> hold on to your purse, you know, because I don't know who this guy is. You know, and, I, and I'm like, you know, just watching and, you know, feeling bad for my, for my, for my friend, you know, because, you know, he found his mother dead in, in, the, in the bathroom, which is just... Oh, I can't even imagine. Sad. And the thing is, I was the first person he called. He called me as he's looking at. Me. He's like, "Dude, my mom's dead." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "She's." I'm looking at her, dude. She's dead, and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" Uh, what do you need me to do, man? He said, "Nothing. I got this," and he got it all taken care of. And he's still living in the house, you know. I mean, but the house oh, is rough. But the house is paid for, and. I mean, he doesn't even have to pay reoccurring, you know. I mean, bills. He's everything. His life is pampered right now. So, other than living in the house where your mother died, everything else is perfect for him in that house. You know, I mean, it's just he grew up there. You know, I don't. I kind of don't blame him for staying there. Well, if it's yeah, my buddy Alex, his mom passed away, and she left him. He didn't find her or anything, but right. Um, she left him the the house. He you know spent a vast majority of his you know formative years in and uh-huh. the house is paid off he was gonna sell it and i was like don't you yeah know, don't do that dude. you're living the dream you own it it's yeah. yours keep yeah. it and, and he, thank god he listened and he did uh, i mean because you know financially especially in times like this you never know you might need that as a safety net someday that's what i mean your mom that. your mom yeah. would definitely want you to do that yeah it's you a know? good thing to have i mean he has a house that's paid for and a, and a trust that was set up before she died, um, that his sister basically, you know, handles, uh, where there's enough money to pay all the cable bills, the heat, the lights, the water, everything is paid for. You know, he owns his car. So the little money he gets for working at Office Depot, he keeps. You know what I mean? He just, he didn't even have to work at Office Depot. You know what I mean? He just doesn't keep busy. But he's everything is going well for him, you know, after that, you know. So I was like, you need to keep your house. I said, I, I told him, I said, I know how rough it must be, you know. And I really liked his mother. His well, mother at the very cool, least, cool he lady. could rent it out. He doesn't have to live there. You know what I mean? 
if it, if it, if it was True. hard, he could just rent it out and you know live somewhere else. But... I just wouldn't sell it. I just would not. They no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't would not, do that either. No, I would not sell it. Like my grandparents' house, you know, which sometimes I really hate my parents for what they did to me, but I understand why they did it. And um, what's that? My grandparents, my grandfather, my great grandmother, my grandmother all lived in this house on 25th together. Um, and my grandfather died when I was like 11. My great grandmother died when I was 17. And I think my grandmother died when I was a little over 18. So there were a few years in between them dying. And uh, they asked me after they died, you know, mom and dad's like, do you want to live here? And, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I can. You know, I mean, I'm 17, 18, but you're still easily traumatized by that. You know, I mean, you you, you think of horrible things. I, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I, I just don't want to live here where they spent their lives and where they died. So they sold the house. Now, here's what you got to understand about the house. The house had one, two, three, four, five, ba- five bedrooms, one, two, three bathrooms. A completely finished basement, a completely finished upstairs. The house is the house when my grandmother owned it. She owned it now. Uh, when she died, it was worth like three hundred thousand dollars. Now it's worth almost a million dollars. Well, the property that's on, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, God damn, why would why did I say no, no? And Anthony, I was like, oh, man, don't blame yourself, dude. They shouldn't have done that to you anyway. Cause he remembers when they asked me, he's like, they shouldn't have done that to you anyway. They should have, they should have, they should have just kept the house because it was paid for, you right. know? And they said, he said, he said, man, don't do that to yourself. Should have kept the house and not made you make the decision and put it on you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. right. Uh, Cause I feel like shit that I, that we don't own that house anymore. You know I mean? That's a lot of fucking money. And also would have been a place to, you know, put, family members if they needed a place to stay, which is one of the reasons why I like the fact that my grandmother on my dad's side owns houses. You know, if one of us needed really needed a place to stay, she just hand us some keys and we go, there's a house to stay in. Right. You know, no one's going to go homeless. You know, like she really wanted, like my grandmother, when I turned 19, wanted me to move into the house next door. You know, it's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She really wanted me to move into that house. All I could think about was this. I don't know if I want to live next to my grandmother where my father comes to visit all the time and try to get girls in and out of that house. That's all I kept thinking about. God, so isn't that, young isn't and that dumb. Isn't that so dumb. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> yeah, that but you, so know, you, don't, stupid. you don't think the long, you don't think about the long, the long game, but no, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind how stupid that was. All I kept thinking is, Man, they're gonna be watching me bringing these girls in and out. Man, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to, you know, have Granny asking me, is it a different girl this time? It's like, oh, no, Granny, I don't want to live here. It's like, God damn it, nigga, you're so stupid. Why would you not take a house that she was gonna let you live in? I'm her first grandchild. She wasn't even gonna charge me rent. Jeez, you are an idiot. Even I know, then, right? I would have I stayed anywhere rent free. Right? <laughs> Especially in those days when I was broke. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just totally didn't, it, I didn't think past, you know, my carnal urges, you know, I, 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 that, that's all I thought about, you know, was that, you know, girls coming in and out of the house at all hours, you know, and because my dad goes over to see his mother, like, on, like, well, before he got really sick, like clockwork, one, between one 
at 1.30 every day, my dad is in, since he retired, is in that is in, in my grandmother's house. Every day, like clockwork. She knows when he's coming. You know, it's not a surprise. Right. And, and all I keep thinking is, man, I know what he's going to do. He's going to be knocking on my door when I'm, and, and there's going to be some girls going to answer. Man, who, who this? <laughs> it's like, I know I want to deal with this shit. And I just, I didn't take the house. I didn't. I was, and I keep thinking, God, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I take the house? <laughs> you ain't right. No, no, you ain't right. right. That was that was that was almost as dumb as me playing the touching the car game when I was a kid. Touching the car game? Oh my god! Yeah, you're you're right. I never told you. So this is all this is an awful segue, but I'm I'm still trying. I'm, I'm putting together a list of of shit that I want to do on a TikTok based on my life. I want to do it in chronologic order of basically the experiences I've had, the memories I have, that kind of thing. So there's something of me when I pass on, you know, that'll be out there for, you know, Zamora and people like that to see if they want to get to know me, they'll know my stories. And uh, I'm a child of, of the 70s and 80s, as you are. Yes. And we can both agree that those were some boring days. You know, you had to entertain yourself. So oh, yeah. one of the things we did uh, we did it on my in front of my grandmother's house. Me and them being the neighborhood kids, we would stand in front of my grandmother's house and wait for cars to come by, and we would see who could get the closest to the car without getting hit and touch what? it. Yeah, literally as close as you could get to a moving car and touch it and not get hit. You know, I won a couple times. I literally had my belt buckle touch the car once. And it just went right by me. I was like, yeah, see, I got dust in my belt buckle. See that shit? Yeah, boy. This is what we did. You know, and these are the stories I'm going to talk about, you know, um, about how this is why I think sometimes, you know, the the, the, the Gen Zs and the, and the really young millennials can't understand Gen Xers. You know, we're a different breed. We don't give a fuck what you think. We did things that were so dangerous. It makes you eating Tide those little Tide Pods. Oh, we were the last seemed generation. Like, like mints, you know? Yeah, we were the last generation before things truly changed. But we were you feral know? children for the most we were, part. Yeah, because it was, you know, we were children of the children of the children of baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And we were the last generation before the internet became a thing. Right. And we were also the last generation of children that were be seen and not heard. You know, we were the last generation of children that, that that they had to put commercials on telling the parents, did you hug your kid? Did you kiss your kid? Did you tell your kid you love them? You yeah, know? yeah. That was actually <laughs> a commercial. You think, yeah. you think about that. There was a lot of those kind of commercials. Yeah. Do you know, remember, it's it's five o'clock. Do you know where your child is? Yeah. That was a thing. That was a thing. I know. And they didn't know where we were until the streetlights came on. Then you started seeing kids just come out of the, come out of the bushes trying to hurry up and get home because the street lights are on. But for the time, <laughs> of, especially on Saturdays, after Saturday morning cartoons, you left the house and you didn't come back until street lights and your parents didn't think one millisecond about where you were. They didn't care. They had no GPS. There was no tracking, no nothing. You were just gone. Yeah. They didn't know where you were. Now they had a bunch of numbers by the phone of places you could be. <laughs> but if you had a working bike, well, I have no idea where you are, you know, and it's it's just amazing that we survived that. Like, 
I told you about I told you about the dogs, right? How we used to let these two Doberman pinchers chase us because we were bored. No, I would never let a dog chase me. Oh, we did. Not for- it was about seven or eight of us. We we used to do every day. We were in the fourth grade, fifth grade. Every day we'd come out of school and we would pick one of us to open up the gates and let these two hellhounds run out and chase us. They would literally just chase us. We just scatter. Greatest moments of our lives watching these having these dogs chase us. We're scaling fences. I jumped on a moving car and had the dude take the dude in the car take me home to my grandma's house. Funny thing is, when I jumped off the car, I waved at the dude and said, thanks, man. And I run by my grandmother and grandfather who were on the porch. And I was like, hi, grandma. Hi, grandpa. Running the house. And I remember glancing at them. They were kind of like, did this fool make it just jump off the hood of a moving car? No. Jesus. No, he didn't. Nah, they never even talked to me about it because they didn't believe what, what, it, what had just happened. That their dumbass grandson jumped on a moving car and directed that car to bring me home. That's crazy. That's how bored we were, though. And these are the kind of stories that you know I want to tell, um, because I get tired of hearing some of these kids talk about how bored they are. It's like, dude, I had two channels, three channels, and I was at the mercy of my grandparents or my parents as to what I watched. I didn't have a choice as to what was on TV. None. Now, if my dad wanted to watch this, guess what? That's what we watching. You didn't get to go, I want to watch something else. Now, nah, you're going to watch this or you don't watch nothing. You know, grandparents watching soap operas. I had to sit there and watch Young and the Restless or I just sit there and stare at the ceiling. Yeah, you know, if I bitch too much, you catch five across the eyes and that's the end of that. <laughs> five across the eyes. Well, I'm just saying, dude, it's like, it's like you got 300 channels, 400 channels, you got streaming, you got your phone, you got laptops, you got fucking... Uh, iPads, all this shit. Don't tell me about being bored. Don't tell me you have nothing to do. I, If I dropped you into my bedroom when I was 12, 11 years old, you would think you went to fucking prison and are in solitary. I just had a few books scattered around and then just silence. There was nothing <laughs> in there. <laughs> I don't think I got, I don't even think I got a radio until I was like 12. Weird. I had a record player. I had a radio. I had a lot of comics I read. I had a, you know, we were poor growing up, but my mom actually did a lot of stuff. We never, mm-hmm. I had a lot. I was, I was talking to, to Cashel about like, we're at a, uh, talking about toys. And I was just talking about, oh, I had that. Oh, I had that. And I yeah. had to think about it. I was like, man, I had a lot of shit. My mom yeah. really, you know, she did a lot. I mean, even though we didn't have much money, we never had, we never looked like we were, like we had any, you know, wants or needs, you know, right. but uh, I but don't the, know. The funny thing about I think it, we, she, I think the way she looked at it, it kept us out of trouble. Right. So she's willing to spend a little bit more to keep your dumb ass from doing something really stupid, you know. And that's how my parents were. But, but here's the one thing I think that we forget is that when we were kids, a person working at like a Burger King or a McDonald's could afford to buy a brand new car. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we talk about what we had as a child, we forget that everything was reasonably priced and in line with how much money people were making. Which is, which you know is, what I mean? Which but is, you understand, yeah, which you understand is, what I'm saying? It's, I just think absolutely. we forget that, you know? Absolutely. Well, that's why I hate when I hear these stupid arguments about, well, you know, when they're talking about raising the minimum wage, you're like, 
or you know, if you work at McDonald's, maybe you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able, you know, there was a time when if you were a waitress mm-hmm. or you worked a uh, perfect example, I have a friend, Brandon, his grandmother was uh, before she died, she retired from Safeway. Mm-hmm. She was uh, just a clerk and uh, she worked. She was the oldest employee that uh, she worked there longer than any other employee. Mm-hmm. She um, she worked for, I think, safely for like 50 years, God something like damn. that. That's a long time. But before. in that time, she was able to buy a house. Yep. She was able to buy a car because the cost of living, the cost of living matched what she, you know, what she was making. Yep. She was able you know, she wasn't going to get rich, but she could have a life. Yeah, I know. And people don't realize that the disparity mm-hmm. is like now, you know, you could, there was a time when you could work at a McDonald's. And, and and afford an apartment on your own. Yeah, or, or even put a down payment on a house. I mean, my dad, when he went to graduate school, graduate school to get his MBA, uh, I was like two. You know how he got the money to pay for it? The motherfucker was a part-time waiter. Or no, busboy. And it paid for his books and his tuition. As a part-time summer job. Yeah. That's, see, and that's what these fucking boomers keep forgetting how they lived you guys everything every job you had from the lowest to the highest was in line with the price of everything you could afford shit yep i mean you could make a hundred thousand dollars a year now can you afford a brand new car and the house and all your reoccurrings barely what if you got a family what if you got two three kids you're not affording that car or anything you're getting a you're getting a used car, mm-hmm. and you make six figures. It's like the minimum wage. I think what they said was it's supposed to be like twenty five bucks an hour, if it had kept up with inflation. It's supposed to be like twenty five, twenty six bucks an hour. Right. And I, I I don't I don't understand why a generation of people would screw the next generation so hard, and then act like it's their fault. That they're getting screwed and that they're lazy, and they wonder yeah. why the, they wonder why there aren't many babies being born because they can't afford it. You want people to start having babies again at the rate they did when when you know when your when the boomers' parents had babies? Give us more money. Give us more money. Let us be able to live better. We'll start firing out the babies at that point if we can afford them. But now you got people who are like, man, I can't afford a kid. I, I can't. You know, and it's just it's just ridiculous, man. And and I think that's part of the reason why we were able to get some of the things that we got, you know, as 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 children, because our parents are everything. Everything was lined up correctly. Right. And everything. Everything was just priced right. You know, I mean, why in the fuck is a is a laptop that costs, you know, a hundred bucks to make, you know, the thousand dollars to buy? This is ridiculous. Yeah, that should be shit like that should be illegal, you know, or or Big Mac, no Whopper. They're like nine, but you know they're like eight, nine bucks now. Really? Yeah, they're like they're like I think it's between seven and nine dollars now, depending on the day. Wow, I didn't know that. I don't eat a lot of fast food. Right? No, I I get it, but here's the fucked up thing: it costs them less than ten cents to make them. 
less than 10 cents to make one. How, how is that legal? How is that legal to mark something up that high? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, my dad and I have argued about that for years. I just don't understand how society can 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 allow a business to do that. You know, yeah, to, that is it does seem criminal. <laughs> it, to, to jack it up that much, there that's should over, be a that's limit. over a thousand percent. Yeah, there should be a limit to how much you can jack up a price of something compared to how much you paid for it. There should be a limit to how much you can you can you can raise the price so that you can make a profit, your shareholders can make a profit, and you can pay your employees and all your bills. It should be a certain amount. You can raise it up. After that, tough shit. You know, this 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 is this is the cap right here. And I don't know, dude. Like watching Elon Musk about to buy or I hope he doesn't. I don't think he'll be able to now, but buy Twitter. Oh, he already did. He he's not yet. Is there still Fucking around it's, with it's, it. It's going to happen, dude. It's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. But if it does, like I told my brother, I don't care because only 10% of Americans use Twitter. It doesn't matter for us. The rest of the world uses Twitter. We don't. So, yeah, it, 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 he's going to he's gonna own it. And and even if, he, even if they won't let him, he owns more stock in it than anyone. So he'll be able to wield any influence he wants based on that. Yeah, and I don't understand. That's why. why they sold. That's why they sold to him, because he, when he said, "I want to buy it," and they said no, he just bought up all the stock. He bought up as much as that was available, and to the point to where he's the majority shareholder. So then they were like, "All right, well, we see what's happening here." So yeah, we'll sell it to you. It's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. I mean, this dude, this dude does not understand free speech at all. He thinks that he does, and but he doesn't. Like he said, you should be able to say anything you want. Like Patrice O'Neill was that was was kind of that guy too. I watched an hour long special on him, and he believed in saying whatever the fuck he wants with no consequences. Yeah, he was that guy. And I'm like, I don't want to live in your world, dude. I, I don't. I don't want to live in a world where anything can be said and with no consequences. Why would you think that's a good thing? You know, because you want to. Fuck you, dude. You know, I'm looking right here, and it's like he addressed. Uh, well, maybe he did just buy it. I, he might have just bought it. I, I thought, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I thought he already bought it. I have been paying attention. Uh, maybe he did. No, Musk's plans to buy Twitter. He hadn't got it yet. He's working on it still. Um, but I just, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like he said, even even hate speech should stay on stay online, you know, and 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 threats on people's lives should stay online, you know. There there should be no consequences if someone says I'm gonna murder your entire family or if I'm gonna kill the president. It should be it should stay there, and they shouldn't do shouldn't be anything about it because it's just speech. It's like motherfucker, you from South Africa, man? You don't know nothing about this country. Shut the fuck up, man. I, that's, that's a, God, I'm so sick of these people. Well, let's switch gears. <laughs> I want this episode to be more about where you've been and what's going oh. on. But no, 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 no. I, I, that's fine. We're fine. This is what we do. I kind of <laughs> okay. forgot. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. So, yeah. um, so uh, later in this episode, um, I'm going to have a, a review of Stranger Things with Ed and a review of um, of um, the latest uh, Jurassic Park movie, which I'm not excited about. Are you marveled out yet? 
I am not. Because I am. I think I'm marveled out. I haven't seen any of the latest stuff because I just, I don't know. I I, I don't know if that, oh, before I continue. I haven't seen the new Miss Marvel yet. So no. I'm going to watch that with Eloise this weekend. I haven't seen Miss Marvel. I didn't get through Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye was great. I, I've read that it was. I just couldn't get through it. It's like, I, 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 I don't know. It's almost like the end game stopped everything for me. I was like, all right, it's over. Move on. Well, and you know what I think? You know what I think it is? And it's just, I don't know. I'm spitballing here. But you had, okay, we went from in the beginning when the when we first started seeing like Iron Man and Thor and Captain America, we were just happy to see these movies because we never thought we'd see good movies of these characters on that scale. True, true. And then we had 10 years of building and falling in love with these characters again, once on the page and now again in the cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. And then it was such a crudetat at the end. Endgame really did feel just like that, an endgame. It's the end of an era. Yeah. Because all those actors are slowly, you know, they're gone. The ones that aren't, that aren't, that haven't left, the, you know, they will be gone soon in this beginning of this next phase. And, um, and uh, we're starting all over with a bunch of new people. And and so, you know, just hard to, to fall in love with these. You know, it's almost like you had this the love of your life and that love of your life died. And then you meet this new person and they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But you're not in love with them like you were the last one. But then again, you don't have the time in that you did with the last one. I think. I think there's going to be a movie, and let's be honest. Only I've seen. Have you seen Doctor Strange? That was yeah. pretty good. It was all right. Yeah. There hasn't been a movie yet since in this new phase, with the exception of the Spider-Man movie. That one was hands down. That was great, but none of them have reached that level yet. Have you seen a new Spider-Man? No, I'm gonna. I'm trying to. I want to see. Uh, God, no way home. I haven't seen the middle. This middle one yet. And I you need to watch that one. You haven't seen Far From Home? I, that's the one with Mysterio, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I haven't seen that either. I haven't oh even seen, my God. Batman yet because I'm 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 so I had to force myself to watch Venom just to catch Why, up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why were you watching Venom? Well, it made a ton of money. Who Stephanie, gives a shit? It was Stephanie garbage. I sort of liked it. And I was like, well, what the hell? Tom Hardy's a great actor. I'll suffer through it, and it wasn't it, very good. I'd admit it wasn't good at all. But I'm kind of glad not I only saw is it. it not good; it's not part of. I mean, they're not going to make it canon with Marvel. I mean, there's a little bit of Marvel. There's a little bit of of um, there's a after credit. Um, uh, what do you call it? A stinger with Tom Hardy at the end of No Way Home. But it was only it was only like a wink. It wasn't like they're not gonna make Venom part of the Marvel universe. So you just you watch that piece of shit, but you wouldn't watch No Way Home or Far From Home. I just haven't yet, dude. I don't know what it is, man. I just I, I'm just like I'm just so over I, the only one I'm the only one I wanna really watch now, and it's not because of, of ethnicity, is Black Panther. And the reason why I'm excited to see it and I'm going to see it regardless, no matter how much pain medicine I got to take to sit there for two and a half hours, which is going to hurt like hell 
but I, I'm going to take whatever I got to take to get me through it, is because I want to know who the next Black Panther is going to be. I want to see how they portray Namor. And I want to see how they honor T'Challa. You know, in the movie, is it just going to be a passing thing? You know, where they just kind of go and the king is dead and then move on with a, you know, with a two-minute thing? Or are they going to, like, give him a big funeral and all that stuff? You know, there are things I want to see with the with those characters. I want to see if, is Suri going to be the next Black Panther? Is that big brother from uh, that one tribe? Was it M'Baku? Uh-huh. You know, I, there, there are parts of it I want to know about. But other than that, dude, I just, I don't care. And, I, and I'm so sad that I feel that way. I, like you said, 10 years I spent salivating over the next movie that was coming. Oh my God, I can't wait for this next one to come out. Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. Hell, I don't even, I didn't even hate the dark world, even though it was awful. That was terrible. Fucking but it was movie. part of that 10 year window where I can suffer through it. We're good. You know what I mean? But now it's like, eh. and I'm waiting for Blade. I want to know if Wesley Snipes going to be in it. I don't know. Um, now, that's one of my big things. Is Wesley? Are they going to give Wesley a role? I think they should. I think he should be Whistler. If it's a brand new Blade universe, make him Whistler. And now everybody's happy. I think. Or somehow Wesley Snipes' character passes on his powers to Marisha Ali as a kid. He bites him and makes him, you know, his successor because he's getting old. Because Blade does age. He's getting old and he needs someone to take his place and he bites him and then we move on from there. At least he's there. At least you pay homage to the first real Marvel superhero to get this thing kicked off. Which is what Blade did. Yeah. Now, like it or not, Blade started all this. Oh no, he did start with him. Yeah. And then, and then I'm really curious as to if they're going to you know, honor him that way. Or if they're just going to act like he didn't exist. I don't know. But I do say you need to see Far From Home and No Way Home. Especially No Way Home, dude. It was so fucking good. It was the Spider-Man movie. You, it just, you did, Not only did you see all three Spider-Men, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a cameo like everyone, including myself, thought it would be. They're part of the story. Really? All three of them? All three of them. They're, they're, uh, they're in three quarters of that movie. Wow. And, and all the villains come back. All of them. And, and uh, William Defoe as uh, Green Goblin, he's like stronger. It was fucking he beats the shit out of Spider-Man. And, and then uh, uh, spoiler, everyone else has oh, seen I don't it. So. Yeah, I don't care. Aunt May dies and you feel I was like, no way. Does she get you know murdered me. or does she die? She gets murdered. She yeah. gets by Green Goblin. And it, you fucking feel. No, dude, you're missing out. That God, that, that was that is so it was so good. Um you know, and uh both Spider-Man, you get to see you don't see one without the other because they they literally the uh No Way Home is literally uh I think it's like 20 minutes after in time wise than the first movie there than than uh no way home so oh well, it's, it's, so it's directly after it's like yes it's, it's, so it's basically part one and part two yeah right? yeah yeah you have to you you, you gotta see it back to back you can't you can't see one without the other 
they go hand in hand. Uh, if if you don't if you don't see any any more Marvel stuff, see those two. Those is two it better than Spider Man two because I thought I always thought felt like Spider Man two was as good as Spider Man was ever going to get. I really loved. Oh no, Spider-Man no, two from, I, from the I, early two thousands. I, I love that Spider Man two also, yeah. and it's it's far better. Really, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. Wow, and not because it's new, because and and it made you know this movie made me like Tobey Maguire again. Oh, he's he's the really? elder he's the elder Spider Man and he's like, dude, it's so good, man. Let me know when you. Actually, I might again. I like that movie. Just talk about. Now, it. have you seen, have you seen the have you seen the Batman? Yes, it's it actually it's actually good, and I kind of wanted to shit on it. I mean, it's on HBO Max, and I gave you you have oh, no, my. No, no, I, know, I know where it is. I, I I just the things I've heard about Robert Patterson and that other dude. Um. Who's playing War Adam Warlock and their inability to understand why they need to work out and lift weights kind of has kind of put me off of. Well, watch it and it makes sense. I'm I don't think they're gonna let him not work out because they're gonna do a two, and they're gonna probably do a three. But um, this is Batman Year Two. He's not smooth. He's there's a scene, there's a really good scene where he's you know running from the cops in the police station in the precinct. And uh he gets to the top and he's he's first trying out the 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 bat suits like an inflatable, like a like a you know in the I think in the comics he's used it kind of like you know, like that squirrel thing where you can just glide use the use his his uh cape as like a glider mm-hmm. and he's like scared to jump. Because he's you know he's never had to do it and he doesn't land well, <laughs> and and he and he doesn't. This movie it's him learning how to be Bruce Wayne because he's all about being Batman and he's let, letting the business slip and and it's a different kind of a different universe because um, he doesn't he doesn't he, all he he hasn't been trained by. Uh, the League of Shadows. He was trained by Alfred. Oh, and uh, that's a different twist. Yeah, and well, um, I guess that's kind of like Gotham because Alfred kind of trained him in Gotham too. Right, right. Kind of, sort of, you know, taught him what he needed to know in, in, in Gotham. You know, in early years. So right. I guess that's similar. So okay, I get it. And uh, he is, um, he's, there's, and he's kind of a well, he's not kind of, he is a dick, but. He's learning how to be Bruce Wayne, and, and basically, he's all about being Batman. And then he realizes, oh, I have to do both because, yeah, Batman's my real identity, but I have to put on this mask of Bruce Wayne in order to do this other thing. And the thing between him and Catwoman, and Lenny, uh, what's her name, Zoe Kravitz, she's awesome in it. She's a great, but I've seen. What? She's better than Halle Berry was? What? Oh, shut up. John Turturro. John Turturro's in it. He's a fucking kind of a scary dude in the movie. It's a, and and an unrecognizable penguin played by um Yeah, Colin Farrell. Holy yeah. shit. And he's so good in it. They're giving him a, a miniseries on HBO Max now. Giving that character a miniseries. Wow. He was a great. It's like you don't even. I mean, I saw the movie with Cashel in the theater, and I was like, you know, that's Colin Farrell. She didn't believe me. She thought I was pulling, you know, she thought I was uh, pulling her chain until until uh, the credits. It, you know, she's like, oh my god, it is him. It's like, yeah, I wasn't lying. 
You know, but he's, he's a unrecon- lot younger he's... than I thought. Oh, really? How old is he? Forty-six. Oh wow! I didn't. I I, th- I thought I, w- I thought he was older than me. I thought he was older than both of us. I yeah. didn't realize he was only he was so young. I'm looking at it right now. He was born in 1976, and it's like I holy shit. He's been he's been around for so long. Yeah, that I thought he was older than because I mean he's literally been around since I think the late 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been the late 90s. He's been around since. Yeah. Um, and the best movie I thought he was in was it was and you're probably gonna disagree with me was Phone Booth. I thought that was the best thing he ever did. But there was a movie called In In Bur In Bur Oh God In Bur Brug Burges Brug. Drinking the name, but he's uh, yes, he did are. okay. He did pretty good in uh, he did pretty good in Phone Booth. I thought it was all right. I was just stunned that a movie about a guy in a phone booth could be that good. That's what that's what yeah. blew me away. I was like, this is actually intense. It's it's thrilling. I'm enjoying myself. This is amazing. Now, do you think are you thinking of intermission? No, no, no. I'm looking no. through his filmography trying to find the movie that you're talking in Berg's, about. In Bergs, in Bruges, in Bruges. It's uh, him and um oh I'm gonna have to look it up, but I don't want to. I'll I'll get back oh, to it. Oh, yeah, you're right. N B R U G E S. Yes, I can never pronounce that correctly. Yeah, I don't know how to say that either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I don't. I it looks like it's some Irish name, and I yeah. cannot pronounce that without butchering. It's a comedy drama crime thriller written by Martin McDow McDowell something or other. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I think I actually saw bits and pieces of this. I know yeah. exactly what this is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's had great movies, but I just, I really fell in love with Phone Booth, you know? And I thought he was, you know, toast after seeing a fucking Minority Report, which I thought was just god-awful. You know what I mean? I like Minority Report. I didn't think his character was going to die in Minority Report. I was always, I was surprised when that happened. I just couldn't get it past the concept of pre-crime, really. I, yeah, we're kind of there. <laughs> also, his 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 awful attempt at, at, at playing Alexander, which oh, that wasn't his fault. You it sure? Just... I blame both him and Oliver Stone for that for that horrible piece of shit. I don't blame it. I don't blame him for that. That was that was, movie was that was a misstep. It was. I have the if you watch the four hour version, it's oh yeah yeah. It's oh, like God, yeah. it could have been. It could have been so much better. But it was. Uh, it was. No, I I blame Oliver for that one. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking when they made it. It's like, I, I, you know, and the funny thing is, I I understand what Alexander the Great was, you know, but I'm tired of seeing movies based on him. And it's like I don't think these white folks understand it. I think most people are just tired of seeing this shit about dudes like that from so long ago. It's like I don't care. He was not a hero. He was a murdering, conquering, rapist bastard. I I. I don't want to see you guys glorify him anymore. You know, we're getting to that point in our in our history where we can't, where we don't want to glorify these people anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of people in history, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm no, going to no, forget. Go uh, here's something I did not realize uh, about. I, I was listening to a podcast and they're talking. They're going through all the presidents, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and. Uh, Here's something I didn't know about Roosevelt. Um, okay, I didn't realize that Roosevelt 
was the vice president and he was made president after um uh who died um after, William, William yeah, it was Taft it was Taft, Taft. After it was. yes Taft. after I, I always thought I don't know what I was thinking but I always thought there was Taft and then after Taft was Roosevelt I didn't realize Roosevelt was the VP and Taft got killed and then died and then Roosevelt took over and then he ran again afterwards and you know now was Taft murdered or did he die in office I can't quite remember um, um William see. Howard Taft I can't remember if he fucking before where is his death god damn it I just I just want to know it's gonna drive me nuts if I don't no 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 please if I, don't, if I do not remember oh god what is it uh oh, for uh, his death uh let's see there it is declining health and death okay so wow he was 5'11 and weighed almost 350 pounds good god you fat fuck um, yeah yeah Jesus but here's Christ. so Roosevelt didn't. He's kind of crazy. They did a lot of weird shit, but uh, he was like the first president to actually start to start like um, being presidential. Do you realize uh, the only reason we have like a reserve for like, or in in the world, not just in the U.S., in the world that we that we have. Uh, you know, like a national park and, um, uh, you know, like, you know, we have parts of the country where they're preserved. So, you know, no one can build on them. They're just for people that go and enjoy in parks. No one thought to do that before Roosevelt. He's like, no, we need to preserve these things and we need to have national land where people can go to and enjoy and not, no industrial you know no industrialization on this on this part of the country and based on that other countries started doing that i didn't know you know anyway on the did you realize something i didn't know about him mm-hmm. and i thought it was kind of cool um when he when he was uh his first act as president now now back then there was no secret service if you know they were, they'd have like a guard with you right you know but there was no secret service there's no you know you could just go up and talk to the president if you were in the vicinity of him that's amazing isn't that crazy yeah and uh he was walking to give he was walking to the white house to go in and get like sworn in and um uh he ended up uh walking past booker t washington now, for people who don't know, Booker T. Washington was um, an educator in the early 1900s, and uh, he, you know, he was born he, he he was born into slavery, but he became this big educator. He was a he did a lot of he was a very person of note with mm. black with black folks. Uh, but he Booker T. Washington was passing him and stopped him said, "Our President Roosevelt." Um, when you get a chance, I'd like to talk to you about some issues with, you know, with, you know, you know, black people. And uh, he's like, uh, uh, Roosevelt's like, well, I can't talk right now, but why don't you meet me for dinner? So his first, the very first 
uh, uh, person to uh, he's going to have in the White House as the president was a black person. And person ever in the that was invited to the White House and they wanted to impeach him and sanction him then because both sides not just not just Democrats or Republicans both sides were like we can't you know we want black people to be free but we can't have one a Negro in the White House <laughs> so he, so as a fuck you he had Booker T come to dinner not just not not only that night but many nights and they became good friends. And and when Booker T. Washington wrote a book and wanted to like uh he was going on a book tour to like promote his book, uh Roosevelt's like, why don't you just well I'm like I already have some uh some promoting I'm doing for my campaigning. Why don't you just come with me and we'll promote your book with me? So that way you'll get a lot more eyes on it. And he promoted his book. When 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 Booker T. They, they uh, how crazy how gangster is that? This is in 1900. I know, right? And wow. Just, I was uh, like, I did not know that about him. I was like, well, fucking a. That's fucking nah, he, cool. He's he a different type type of cat, man. He had he didn't he didn't much care for Indians too much. But then again, that was that era when nobody, no white folk person of any repute cared about the Indians. I mean, they yeah, were, they were in the way. Yeah, let's just be honest. They were just fucking in the way, you know, of the white man's expansion, you know, upon this great nation, quote unquote, great nation of ours. Um, but you know, I don't know, dude. I just now I'm not saying he was the best president ever, but I know. just for someone of that era to do that shit when it was like potentially career killing or even putting crosshairs on you, you know, they kill you over that shit. Uh, yeah, he didn't care. That's he amazing. didn't give a shit. He didn't he give a just shit. Just like, well, fuck all of you, man. I do what I want to do. I'm the fucking president of the United States. <laughs> I want to hey, have this motherfucker over. He's gonna come over for dinner. That's it. Uh, here's another thing he did. I thought was kind of funny though. And he was hated by by both parties because he was just he would do shit that was better for the country, but not necessarily better for the people involved as far as uh, in, in legislature and politics. Mm -hmm. Like there was no, back then there was no real police force. I mean, there was police forces, but not a national standard. Like usually police back then, it was like, um, they would just like, well, I used to be in the army. I, I I served, and I'm old, and no one gives a shit. You know, I don't have any work, any I don't have any job skills, but I can, you know, I can shoot and I can beat people up and I can harass people. Uh, just, <laughs> make him a cop. Just make him a cop. Yeah, you know, why just, not? That's pretty much what they do today. I mean, it's but uh, but you know, a lot of cops were out of shape and could be beaten up, and so it was. Roosevelt was like, there should be like a a physical and a mental standard. So he started like he started in New York. And um, so he's like, the only way I'm going to get this, the you know, but no one would take cops seriously because a lot of people knew, you know, it was like, oh, that's my friend. It's like if I was a cop tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, if I said, hey, Marcel, stop that. You, how, how, you know, you're going to like, okay, I know it's against the law, but you're not going to do anything. Right? Yeah, go fuck yourself, it's, man. It's me. It's yeah. me. It's my, hey, come on. Yeah. What are you going to do? You. I'm gonna just you're not going to anyway. put me in jail. Come on, man. So people like treated cops like that for the most part. If you were white, obviously. If you were black, if you weren't anything but white, you got the business. But <laughs> um, but uh, something he uh did was like, 
all right, uh, this is before prohibition. So he was like, no alcohol can be served in bars on Sundays. And he made cops uh, enforce that because uh, they would have laws like that, but the cops wouldn't enforce it. Kind of like jaywalking. Who, what cop, unless they're being a complete piece of shit, right. is going to get, get on you about jaywalking? Yeah. Uh, unless you're obstructing traffic or something. But um, um, he made them enforce it to the point to where people saw cops like, oh, shit, it's Sunday. We got to shut this down. They started taking cops seriously. So it was he was the only reason like there was like standards, at least on some level for cops before there was, you know, they had to have a physical they had to meet physical standards and they had to meet mental standards and uh, fact, you know, prove they mentally do it. So it was like he did a lot of shit that we take for granted today that he just kind of got the ball rolling on. Oh, that's good, man. I mean, I I can appreciate. I did, it's, that. it's just it's just weird. I didn't know any of this until recently, and you don't hear about this kind of shit in school. No, of course not. School is not meant to learn. School is meant to train you to work an eight hour, ten hour shift at a job when you get eighteen and over. That's all school is for. Them, right? Yeah, it seems. Yeah, that is what that is literally what it's for. Yeah, um, but yeah, I saw this video on basically. You know, you're talking about standards for police on st- with standards for firemen and police. They had this one lady on there who couldn't break down a door to save people in the inside the on the other side that was supposed to be, you know, to get people out of the building to save them. And this was one of the ladies who said it's sexist that there aren't more women firefighters. No, I, I fuck that. And I'm and like, no, we you, you can't save me. Yeah, you and I had talked about that. There was uh because I think one of the standards is you had to be able to climb a ladder and climb. Uh, holding uh, like a hundred and fifty pound yeah. dummy, and uh, there were there was like a a big debate. And women were like, "We should have one that's more that that is um a lesser weight." And and the fire department, the people that you know that make these rules, are like, "No, because they, if someone's in a building and you can't lift them, they can't they can't." Well, well, you were trained for someone lighter than me. No, that's not acceptable. No. So if not. you can't you can't do it, you can't do the standard things. You don't need to be a you don't need to be a fire person. No. That's it. That's I I that's dude. not sexist. That's just if because there there are I bet you there's women who can do it. There are women that can do it, and those women deserve the job. But if you exactly. can't carry me down some stairs or break open a door to save me, what good are you? You're like those cops in, in Yavaldi who just stood out front and Listen to 19 children and two adults getting murdered. Yeah, that, that was fucking insane to me. And the, the reason no. they didn't go in is because they didn't want to get shot. What the fuck? Man, did you but hear about that? Hold, hold on. I, I want to I make sure that you and the people that listen understand that in 2005, the Supreme Court ruled that the police are not obligated to protect and serve. The police are for these things. They are to protect property. They are to enforce the law. And they are to be the first line of defense against uh, people who want to revolt against the government. Anything outside of that, they don't have to do. So they didn't have to go in there. My only issue with them is the fact they wouldn't let anybody else in. That was my issue. Well, also, about- my issue is, and then I'll let you go, I'll let you, let you, let you get your thought out, no is worries. the woman who went in to save her two kids. Everybody calls her a hero. I ask one question 
just one were your kids by themselves when you yeah, exactly them out? you 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 this is exactly what i was gonna really say yeah there's that woman who went in to get her kids good for her mm-hmm. but why not i bet you they weren't by themselves why not get as many kids out as you could exactly so what did you tell those other kids wait somebody's coming for you that means you're not a hero sorry you're not you're brave no but no. you're not a hero exactly because i was that's the first thing i thought yeah. I was talking to somebody about that very thing when I when I read that I was like, "Well, good for her," but if if I because yeah I get it because if someone if, if that was Eloise's school, good fucking luck stopping me from going in there, right? Good luck, good fucking luck. I'll stab a cop just to go in there. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't blame you. But I if I see you. if if she's there with a bunch of other kids, they're all getting out, right? Exactly, not just mine. Yeah, so exactly. I so I didn't get I yeah I don't know I I, I wish I did know but I I don't yeah I want to know if if it, if there were other kids where her kids were because why didn't you just grab a couple other kids and see that's the fucked up thing is that I've seen a bunch of TikToks and a bunch of articles read a bunch of articles seen CNN and all them do stories on this woman and this and this and that and no one has asked her that question. Were your kids by themselves? She probably go, what do you mean? Well, you only came out with them. Did you tell the other, what did you do with the other kids that were around? Did you tell them to just wait here, somebody will get them? Knowing mm-hmm. that they could die? What did you do? What, what happened to them? Uh, well, I, I just wanted to make sure my kids were safe. Well, then you're not a fucking hero. Exactly. You're not a hero. You know, I give you credit for being brave to go rescue your kids, but you're not a fucking hero. That word has been used too much. Oh, it's it's thrown around way too loosely. Oh my god, so much! I hate it. Every I'm sick. I'm sick hero. of people calling cops heroes that haven't done anything heroic. Exactly. Just because you just because you passed you you, you passed the academy and you were able to be a cop doesn't make you a fucking hero. What have you done heroic? Or if you're in the military, oh, he's a hero. Well, if he did something heroic, yes. But just being in the military does not fucking make you a hero. No, it gets thrown. It's so it gets thrown around so much. It doesn't have any value to me. No, you're right. It has no meaning at, at all. I mean, if you're if you're in the armed forces, I give you credit for being brave, particularly when they deploy you. You're yeah. a brave. You're a brave man or woman. I give you that a thousand times. But you're a hero when you do something heroic. Exactly. Just being there doesn't mean you're a hero. I'm not going to give you a standing ovation for just going there. You might not be in combat. So why am I cheering for you? You didn't do anything. You know, it's like we talked about how you congratulate somebody for, for, for going to work every day. You know, for getting up and going to work. You know, or not beating their wives or, yeah. or, or, or you know, uh, uh, slapping the snot out of their kids every time they, you know, they breathe too hard or whatever. Now, why am I congratulating you for doing what you're supposed to do? You know, it's ridiculous. I get fucking, and that's all I kept thinking. And then my brother and I, he is so, how do I put this, perplexed at the officer's non-response that it's actually driving him nuts. We have talked about that multiple times. And I said, Antar, you got to understand one thing, dude. It was cowardice, pure and simple, cowardice, and they froze. Mm-hmm. They were terrified of getting shot. Terrified. And they froze. Also, it's just, that's just what it was. 
These people should never be allowed to carry a badge and a gun anywhere again. Nope. Ever again. And I think the guy who was in charge should do some jail time. Not a lot. Like maybe three to six months he should go to prison for just so we can set an example as to what not to do. Yeah. You know, set an example, but not too much time, but he does need to go away for a while. You know, he's like, yeah, I think he does too. I'm like, you don't. I mean, how do you sit there and hear these shots go off knowing that that's another kid dead? It was a border patrolman driving by who saw the scene and went in and killed the guy, the kid, the guy. He's a man. He's 18. Killed the man. Killed the man. Not one of those other cops. Yeah, a bunch of fucking cowards. You know, and the funny thing is the dispatch is the one that told them not to go in. And Antoine was like, why would the dis? Why are you listening to the dispatch anyway? I said, look, you also got to understand this. It's a small town. Everybody, all those cops were probably best buddies. Dispatch was probably related to one of the cops. And they just went like, I want to make sure you guys are safe. I'm like, that's not really why you're supposed to be a cop. But then again, the Supreme Court said, this is why you're supposed to be a cop. So how I'm not. I, I, I told him, I said, I'm not surprised. Hello? I'm right here. Still here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, okay, okay. You cut out. You, yeah, you cut out for a second. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I said, you I'm cut not, out for a second, but I hear you now. Okay. I said, I'm not surprised that they reacted this way because a lot of what they do, they react out of fear, like shooting a person before you see what's in their hand because you thought they had a gun. Or shooting someone in the back because they're running away because you thought maybe they'd come back and do something. That's not that's not a person that needs to be a police officer. Right. Your job isn't supposed to be inherently dangerous, and you're supposed to be able to handle that. If you can't, quit. Yeah, people forget it's just a, it is a job. They act like, uh, yeah. All right, we've we've we talked about cops at nauseum. Fuck fuck cops. I'm sorry. I hate to sound. Uh, I haven't seen a cop that has made me feel like uh, I just wanted to make sure I I, I got that Givaldi thing out there because it was just such a such a travesty. But it's predict it was predictable, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and 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 not to not to be on the subject, but I've talked to him about the gun laws that are coming around where you don't even have to have they're they're trying to make it so that you don't even have to register a gun anymore. I know you can just have it. What is what is happening? There is something happening that we as a society aren't seeing that the Republicans and conservatives are trying to do. Because that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Even the police are like, why would you have want people to have guns and not registered? Something's happening. There's a there is a plan in place that we don't know about that they're trying, they're trying to do something. I don't know if they're trying to get people armed for a coup. I don't know what, but something is happening with these laws. They don't make any sense. They even want mentally ill people to have guns. And then when someone does do something bad, well, it's mental health. Well, you're giving these people the guns. That kid was eight. That guy was 18 and went out and bought the guns and got them in like an like a half hour. You don't even want yeah. to make it hard to get a fucking assault rifle. What are you trying to do? There's something we're missing. And I, I, just, I don't know what it is, but we're missing something. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger plan here, and I and I'm not saying that that could be could be fucking uh, 
conspiratorial yeah. <laughs> yeah but think about it why would you want to do that unless there's something you want to happen well i think uh joy Behart said it though uh best and we're gonna have to let it go because we're gonna get cut off here in a minute okay and um but i'll leave it at this the like because they were talking about the gun laws and how crazy it is but she said all we need to do is just uh, Black folks to start arming, arming themselves and just start carrying guns around like the white folks are doing. We'll see some gun change, gun law changes overnight, which overnight. is true. Yeah, no, this is Robert true. Reagan they, they did, that shit. Yeah, they did it two. They did it within a week of the Black Panther arming themselves publicly. Mm-hmm. A week. Yeah, they cut through all that red tape. Yeah, so, all of a sudden it wasn't hard to fix the laws then, buddy. They're like, oh, oh wait, black <laughs> folks have got guns now. So, all right, let's we get we gotta we gotta. We got to put some laws in order here. Yeah, we got to fix this shit. These diggers can't have guns. This <laughs> so, they're meant for white men. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. So if we just start, uh, we start arming ourselves publicly like that, like they are, and just be gun nuts for a little while, we'll see. We'll see the gun laws change literally overnight. Yeah, no, you're right. She was 100 percent right, and some black folks were mad at her about what well, she she's said. fucking true. But it's I true, mean, dude. she's she's you know. what what she said is based on what has already happened in history. Right. She's not making it up. She's not, not throwing out some wild theory. This has no. actually happened. Yeah, this is this, this is <laughs> shit that happened. And not even that really, well, kind of, sort of, but not really that long ago it happened. I mean, Reagan... In our parents' it, lifetime. Yeah. Not our grandparents, but our parents' lifetime when Reagan just went... Uh, yeah, when he was governor of California, yeah. These niggas are on the front porch here of the of, of our capitol building and they, they can be we need to fix this shit um let's put some laws in <laughs> yeah coming up through here with these guns sorry white people but we can't have this this happen again we just we we, we can't <laughs> so we'll fix that shit real quick but yeah no you're she's 100 right yeah all black folks have to do is just arm themselves on mass and also let black folks start forming militias oh yeah all of a sudden, that's gonna be illegal real quick. They'll have some militia laws. Oh, there'll be laws everywhere about the militias. Not that has to be completely regulated and registered with the government. Oh, well, like, no. like you're actually supposed to do. Oh, I know <laughs> exactly. And that's that's how. See, I don't understand. That's how black folks need to change shit. It's just go. Okay, you don't you don't want to fix it? All right, here's what we we we're gonna do exactly what you want everybody to do. And they're like, well, we didn't mean for you to do it. <laughs> We didn't mean for you to do it. What the hell? <laughs> oh, one more thing. This is, this is actually funny. I well, not funny, but there's this girl on uh, TikTok named Abigail Bloom. Uh huh. She's a paraplegic, and I and she 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 did a TikTok where the guy when he enjoys eating his vegetables and she's oh Jesus, I yeah. saw this. That's hilarious. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I look, I went into her profile and I saw how she got paralyzed, and I couldn't stop laughing because Bill Burr made the same made a joke about that. She got it by being drunk and diving headfirst into a swimming pool. Holy shit! Yeah. She dove head first into the swimming pool oh. and paralyzed herself. And I remember God Bill damn. Burr talking about that. And I just started laughing. And I felt terrible. Oh, but wow. I laughed out loud when I saw that. Speaking of Bill Burr, I'm going to see him next uh, next Thursday. I hate you. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. Don't tell me about <laughs> it. I don't want to know. God damn it. I hope, it's a, I hope he's not funny. I hope it's unfunny and you're miserable and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and everything. God you know it. it's going to be awesome. No, it's not. <laughs> How how well Will Smith slaps him on stage. Yeah, that's oh. what I hope. 
Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. It just slaps the taste out of his mouth. Yeah, that's what I want to happen. And then you'll be miserable. Yeah, nah. that'll, make me happy. that'll make me happy. What a hater. All right, I folks. I'm right, I'm a hater. This is the end of uh, our uh, welcome back episode with Marcel, but I'll just keep listening and I'll have a uh, Stranger Things review with Ed and uh, my review of. Uh, uh, Jurassic Park Dominion. Alright, folks. We will see you next week. Peace. Hello. Welcome to uh, the horror arm of a black nerd and my uh, host for that part of it ed hey everybody and we're gonna talk about real quick uh stranger things season four um first things first i think uh just out the gate and it's been what three years something like two years and nine months or something like that from the last stranger things season from season two yeah from season three into season four you can see it in the kids. Oh my God. <laughs> They're playing. Uh, I looked this up. Uh, so, you know, it's two and a half years removed. These kids have grown considerably, but yet they're still playing. I'll just say off the top, I like this season a lot. It was really good. Yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, me too. And uh, so, that, that, uh, that being said, these are some things I thought were kind of silly. Uh, I get that uh, it. I think the reason this is the last show, uh, the last season, I, I believe, because right. it's going to be, it's, you know, they're playing kids two years younger than their age now. I mean, and it, the, it throws you off. Yeah, because they're supposed to be uh, four, five, 14 and 15 year olds. And, uh, and um, the youngest person on that show is the redhead, and she's still 19. <laughs> so there's all, videos of like Dustin online partying at bars now. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, he's the, he's the oldest at 21. Everyone else <laughs> is 19 or 20, and they're all playing 14 and 15 year olds. And it was a little easier. I mean, these are all young looking actors anyway. Yeah, but but um, he but it's like. Yeah, they just they look too old. I mean, the the, uh, Will's haircut, Jesus Christ. Yeah, his bowl cut, but he's got like (laughs) thick ass shoulders and shit. And he's (laughs) and he's old. I mean, they try to make him look younger by having him slouch in every scene, but he's he's, jacked with his bowl cut. (laughs) Yeah, it's just what the (laughs) fuck. Oh, so that's the only real nitpick I got. And the only other nitpick I had, and they tried really hard, was when they um. Spoilers. Are we doing spoilers? We're doing spoilers. We're doing spoilers. Is when they made Eleven younger and they tried to place... At Twilight kind of did this, what I remember, is they replaced somebody else's face on somebody else. Right, right. And so when they tried to make her look younger, it just looked terrible at the... Just, yeah. But that's nitpicking at it. Yeah, because the story still gets across... I mean, they do a pretty good job of aging and de-aging Modine, Matthew Modine, but... Mm-hmm. 
And you definitely get the hundred percent get the Freddy Krueger, uh, well Robert Eag- uh, Robert England Easter eggs in a big time. Oh yeah, that was so cool. Uh, you had a you know a Robert England, you know all we all know from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fame, but he uh, he's playing someone who's haunted by his dreams. That was kind of ironic. I wasn't lost on at least it wasn't lost on me. <laughs> um, what do you think of the new character Eddie? Some people complain about new characters, and I think Stranger Things does a good job introducing them. Yeah, because I, I thought he was pretty good. I liked him. I didn't like him in the beginning, but mm-hmm. you, you already see in, in the what does these because there's the last episode, there's seven episodes in this part one of this last season, and uh, the last episode was an hour and 40 minutes. So it was like a movie. And there's going to be, in, starting July 1st, Part two of season four, which is episodes mm-hmm. eight and nine, eight, nine, and ten, I think, or no, eight and nine, but they're both feature length episodes. So we're talking like they said two hours plus for each episode. And they've, they've uh, shown things in the trailer for Eddie that they haven't shown in the show yet. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm, I like him personally. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I really like this season how even though it was they didn't get together I mean spoiler but they didn't get together as a group until the last episode. Very so last. you're yeah until <laughs> the very last episode they all actually get to, were in the same room but everyone's side story it was just a series of everyone's side arcs. I thought it was pretty good because I wasn't bored. No. Or, you know, the entire show, I was just waiting to see the next episode. It was just really good. So the our my favorite episode was number four, with of course from the Kate Bush song with Max. Yeah. Fucking running. Like I felt bad, but I was just like, run, bitch, run. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good episode. It was a good episode. And that was a good scene. Even uh, I remember in the middle of that one same episode, there was a good uh gunfight scene. When the military just comes, it's funny. It's not the Russians this time. It feels like Americans versus Americans. This time. Yeah, yeah. So the military just pops in, starts shooting automatically. Everybody, yeah, yeah. just just indiscriminately just murder wholesale. Like a one, I don't I have to watch it again. I don't know how many edits was there was, but there seemed to be one long shot of a gunfight between the kids and that guy in the white shirt who gets right. shot at the end of it. But it was badass. That whole episode, just, they nailed it. Yeah, big time. It was just, a, and I like, you know, like, like I said before, I like all the side arcs. It's just a really, really good episode. And I get why they're doing these super long movie-esque because these guys are, it'd be real hard. I mean, this is probably why it's the last season. It's going to be real hard to portray these kids as kids. I mean, because they just, they have to do it this way because they got to, so much time has passed and they can't, go another season where everyone you know is like 22 playing 14 year olds and looking even more like adults yeah (laughs) so um and we've been re-watching it at my house we've been really stranger thinking it at our house lately even my Uh daughter's been watching it a bit more and i made my wife suck into it a bit more and we're gonna re-watch It'll be my third time rewatching season four again. Damn. Um, yeah. It's a good show. Like season three when it came out. And what I've noticed what the show does 
it's kind of put it, it's almost like 4D. Season three was a July 4th season, and that's when they released it. So when you're watching it, you're sweating with them. Right. Oh, that's actually, I didn't think about that. That's actually... And they did the same thing for episode, season two, I'm sorry, season two, or it was a Halloween episode, a season, and yeah, it came out a week of Halloween, so. I didn't even think about that. That's it's a clever show. It's a good show. This show means a lot to me. I like it's one of the few shows Netflix has not fucking canceled. <laughs> yeah, and it seems they just completely support. Yeah. yeah, I was disappointed by Glow. Like it's I think I that really like that like, show. I really it had like that show. One more season, maybe one more movie to go to just top it off, and they didn't give it to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that and I really like that show. It was a shame that it wasn't because you saw where that show was going. I know we're not talking yeah. about that, that. I know we're not talking about Stranger Things, folks, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but still, Glow Glow was an excellent show. That I was like, kind of bummed why Herbert weren't getting a season, uh, a season uh, or another season. Yeah, but because I really, I thought it was it was it was a really good show, but. We're made, excited. When does this episode or this podcast episode come out? Uh, this will be out this Wednesday, two days. Okay. So uh, we'll do an episode for the next. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. We will. Uh, we will review the entire season, but figure out give us uh, at least a couple weeks to get through part two, and then we'll have another segment. Awesome! I'm excited about the part two. I'm on vacay that week, just coincidentally. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm on vacation now. I wish I was on vacation that week. But I will have a three-day weekend that week, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Then since we're talking about work, we probably should go now. <laughs> it, means, it means we've officially run out of stuff to talk about. So, I'll give a, I'll give the show four and a half stars. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to that, uh, that also. It was a really, uh, really good season, and I cannot wait. It was like event TV for me. It's something I got. I have to watch it the minute I know it's available. So yeah, and I've been listening to Kate Bush like every day now. Oh, nice. All right, <laughs> all right, Ed. We will see you uh, next week. Sounds like you're being summoned. Yes, thank you, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you later, Ed. All right, see you. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Damon, and I'm giving my two-minute review of Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis, and we'll get into it real quick. Four years after the destruction of Isla Nubar, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. The fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures in a new era. Now, I saw this movie with my daughter and my girlfriend. They loved it. I did not. I could not help but pick this movie apart because it's... It's just really these last three Jurassic World movies have been just carbon copies of the Jurassic Park movies. You know, episodes, the first movie, Dinosaurs Wow, second episode or second um, movie, Dinosaurs Are On The Loose. And there's always an evil corporation that wants to profit from it. Then the third one, they're everywhere. And we got to how we contain this. How do we live, coexist? This show it was just 
I know it's the movie's about dinosaurs and you're supposed to suspend disbelief, but it was incredibly dumb. You had a lot of people running around with uh, guns, not shooting the dinosaurs that are trying to kill them. They're shooting at objects to, like, get away instead of actually shooting at the dinosaurs. It was so fucking stupid. Um, I did, if you haven't guessed already, I didn't like this movie. The one thing I did like was um, you got to see the old cast. Uh, um, uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and um, Jeff Goldblum again. Uh, they were throughout this movie. They were part of it. And basically this evil corporation tends to be like, um, uh, they're kind of like wanting to use the dinosaur DNA to cure diseases, but they're also making this, they're like pretty much Monsanto's, Monsanto. Uh, they You can only farm with their seeds and only their seeds are being eaten by this locust, this mutated locust that's like the size of a, like a, an eagle <laughs> it's this giant locust and it's tearing through the world and you have this villain that wants to make his company the most powerful company in the world but in doing so it is clear even to people that work for him they're saying that it's going to destroy the world it's going to destroy the earth if we keep doing this yet he keeps wanting to do it because he wants to make it it didn't make any sense it was a stupid villain stupid motivation stupid movie uh, <laughs> I just could not suspend disbelief long enough to get through it as far as the um as far as the motivation for the villain and the motivations of the people trying to preserve dinosaurs which was so fucking dumb you have dinosaurs like eating people at random we would just eradicate them they were they're extinct for a reason and then they're trying to show this world where people can coexist with dinosaurs and they live on reserves but like pterodactyls are taking planes down randomly unless they unless you have this thing on your plane that scares them off it's just stupid it doesn't make sense why would we try to coexist with dinosaurs when they would they would they would just they would destroy everything human in just a, a couple of years so it was just dumb. It was just a dumb movie, and I really couldn't stop rolling my eyes long enough. This is longer than my two-minute review, but there it is. Um, uh, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion, not a fan. All right, folks, this is. <laughs> I'll see you next week.